I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 10 of the Parenting Aces podcast, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and in this episode, we are going to be hearing from a couple of outstanding young women who are, well, one's in eighth grade, one's in 11th grade. They are sisters, and they decided they needed to do something to give back to the sport that has given them so much and to help other people in the wake of what's going on in the world um, with the pandemic, with uh, food issues, with water issues, with health issues around the world. And these two young women are so outstanding. And I'm really thrilled to introduce you this week to sisters, Amani and Ayana. And they are going to tell us about uh, an amazing program they started called Second Serve. So before I bring them on, though, I just quickly want to remind you, if you are not yet a premium member of Parenting Aces, I hope you'll join us. You can go to ParentingAces.com and click on the the join link, and that will take you to all the different options available to you. And as a reminder, as a premium member, we offer discounts on all sorts of cool stuff. We've got discounts on events, on apps, on consulting services, and we also have some kind of cool giveaways too. So take a look at that. And um, there's so much going on in the world of tennis, even in the midst of a pandemic. But I, again, I'm thrilled to be able to bring you Amani and Ayana Shaw of Second Serve, and I'm going to bring them on now. Let me unmute you, ladies. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Amani, you are a high school junior. Ayana, you're in eighth grade. You guys live in San Diego, so just a little over an hour away from me. So we're, we're kind of sort of neighbors these days. Um, can you tell us how you both got started playing tennis? Um, I'll start. <laughs> so we've been playing tennis basically for as long as we both can remember. Um, when we were younger, we kind of tried every sport and, you know, tennis was the one that really stuck and really brought us a lot of joy and was kind of the path that we wanted to go on. Um, we grew up in Utah, and so tennis isn't as big of a sport over there. Um, but when we moved to SoCal, I think that's really when we both really started playing more and getting more involved and being surrounded by peers who, you know, are really playing at a high level, really pushed us both to want to get to that level and want to play more. And also, who wouldn't want to be out in the sun and San Diego. So yeah. I, think, um, I mean, tennis is, you know, one of our favorite things to do. We get to play a lot together as well, which is really fun for both of us. Um, yeah. Um, same thing. I, I started playing tennis. We played the like a bunch of different sports and I started playing tennis because I was watching my sister play and I just kind of got more inspired to play. And I thought it would be fun if I could hit with her sometimes. And yeah. And so do y'all play for your school? Do you play tournaments? What are your goals for your tennis? Um, yeah, so we, I play um, USTA tournaments, um, like across the US. Um, I travel sometimes, obviously not now because of COVID, but yeah. 
Um, yeah, we've both grown up playing a lot of national tournaments and traveling and um, we've made a lot of friends through the sport. And I think like, you know, ultimately we just want to become the best players that we can be. And I think it's been a really good learning experience for us both to see like that, you know, you work hard and you can get better at things. And um, I think, you know, we both, we both have always thought like playing college tennis is definitely something that we're thinking about doing. So, yeah. Awesome. I love that. So two years ago, you had this idea of recycling used or gently used, I should say, tennis equipment and starting second serve. Can you tell us what that is and kind of what made you go down that path? Yeah, so Second Serve is a fully youth-run nonprofit organization that we co-founded two years ago. And what we do is we collect gently used tennis equipment from tournament players, from country clubs, from gyms, and we redistribute that equipment to different underserved communities around the world to help underprivileged kids be able to play tennis. Um, We started it because obviously tennis has brought us so much and been a huge part of our lives. And Tennis often gets this rep of being kind of an elitist sport. It's obviously very expensive to play. And we just felt like, you know, it shouldn't be like that and that everyone should have the opportunity to play um, and get involved because sports can really be an escape for some people and just an outlet to have fun and to have a good time. Um, And there's also like a ton of lessons you can learn and things like that. And so um, that's kind of, you know, how we got started in it and, um, and, I mean, first it was just me and Ayana, but now we've grown our team to over 40 team members around the country, which wow. is super exciting. And each of us collects and redistributes equipment um, within our own community, within our own geographic location. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the local and international project? Yeah. So um, recent, recently we've been trying to expand a lot more internationally um, and we like shipping equipment. At, uh, a lot of our team members have shipped equipment internationally to um, Argentina and India and um, Uganda. And we're um, looking into partnerships in Zimbabwe and Rwanda and Ethiopia. So that's been really exciting. But um, we are kind of struggling with the cost of shipping internationally because yeah. it's super expensive. Um, so we've been trying to find more local donation sites, too. Um, like usually NJTL sites that the USDA has in their foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've really found that like some of these international communities that we've been able to serve, there's just been such a huge impact that we've been able to make, which has been really gratifying for everyone. And that's why we really want to continue to be able to do that. Um, I mean, we get photos of kids who are literally playing tennis without shoes on. Um, they're playing on, you know, dirt courts that they've made themselves. They've like painted lines on it themselves. And so it's just really cool for us to see, like, it makes us appreciate so much what we have. And it also is really exciting for us and our whole team to actually see the big difference that can be made. I mean, like, you know, we get videos and like, thank you notes and things and like something as small as a racket can literally make them so happy because, you know, they, there's nowhere else that they could really, um, you know, be able to get this equipment from. Um, And so I think like Ayana was saying, like, while there are challenges associated with it, it's something that as an organization, we really feel is 
going to be the most, you know, gratifying and will be able to make the biggest impact that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Why we do want to continue, you know, trying to help these kids around the world. So let me ask you, how did you know how to start this? I mean, this is a big undertaking for two young women who were full-time students training for a sport. I mean, you were busy before second serve. Now I can't even imagine how busy you are. I mean, it really just like started small and grew organically. I think obviously when we started, we never realized how big it was going to get. Um, but I think like just seeing the smiles that we're able to bring for these kids and like seeing that we actually have the ability to make a difference was really what fueled us to keep going and like, you know, continue putting more time in. And obviously, like you're saying, I mean, we're both extremely busy, like it's kind of make use of every minute type of thing. But I think it's really fun because like when you can see that you are actually helping someone, I think it makes it all worth it. And it makes it, you know, like not only for us, but also for everyone else on our team. Um, It makes it something that they're excited about doing. And obviously, like, while, you know, we're the ones running the organization, as we've expanded our team, like, we've gotten a ton of help from them, because like, together, we can do so much more than we can do alone. Um, And so I think kind of like organizing the team in a way that, you know, empowers everyone to feel like this is their organization too, not just like our thing, but you know, they have a big part in it and that they um, can use this as a platform to give back has been something that's really helped accelerated our growth. So you guys have a website, which I'm putting up on the screen again. Um, Who did your website design for you? Oh, uh, I actually created the website myself. You Um, did? Yeah. (laughs) Um, The first, like in 2019, when we started, it was like, I was just learning how to use the website editor. But now I've been like able to make it so much better. And, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's been you have a you have a great logo. You have a very clean (laughs) website. You did the logo, too. (laughs) Man, that's really impressive. It's been really cool to see, like, you know, obviously we're all, you know, competitive junior tennis players and like (laughs) tennis is a, you know, big part of our life. But like for everyone on our team, we've seen that like everyone has this other like, you know, side of them and they have like all these other strengths as well. And so it's been really cool to, you know, see those strengths come out. Talk a little bit about your social media efforts, too, because I noticed on your website, one of your team members is in charge of social media. That's her job, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have Instagram is the main platform that we've kind of used to market um, what we're doing. Our Instagram is at Second Serve Club. Um, So you can give us a follow there if you want. But we basically think that it's really important for us to be able to share with the donors, the stories of the children that we're helping. Um, And so I think like Instagram and our social media is really how we've been trying to like share these stories Mm -hmm. um, of these children. And I think photos are, you know, just speak a thousand words. They're so much more impactful and um, can really, you know, tell a story just like looking at one photo. And so that's why like, you know, we really love to be able to use social media. to, you know, spread awareness, to show people what we're doing and also to, you know, motivate people to, you know, join our cause and help us and support us in the ways that they may be able to. 
So one of the the big obstacles when you start an organization like this is actually getting donations of stuff, right? Like you have to find people to donate, then you have to collect it, then you have to make sure that it's, you know, okay to send out. And then you have to deal with shipping and getting it into the hands of the people that need it. How have you navigated all of those challenges? Um, so for, in terms of like collecting equipment, we've set up donation boxes with a poster about like what second service and what we do and the places we donate. Um, so that's been like our main um, flow of equipment. That's how people, uh, it's like set up at their local clubs and that's how they donate. Okay. Um, so all of our team members have those set up around the country. Um, you can look at your local club that may, you might have one there. So if you have any equipment that you'd like to donate, you can um, put it in there or you can ship it to, um, if you know Barnes Tennis Center, you can ship your equipment there too. Um, we'll collect it from there. Um, but yeah, in terms of like donating it to people, um, first we started out by donating um, to one of our old coaches has a nonprofit that he started in Mexico. Um, it was dedicated to his son. So we started out by donating there. Um, and then all of our team members have kind of pitched in and found donation sites in their own areas. So like, for example, um, one of our team members in Montana, her name is Meg McCarty. Um, she's found an Indian reservation that could use the tennis equipment there. So she started a tennis program at the Indian reservation for the kids, which I think is wow. like cool. Yeah. A lot of, um, I mean, a lot of the biggest challenges have definitely been logistics. I yeah. think, like, you know, for us, like, you know, that's kind of day to day. One of the biggest things that we're involved in is like, you know, how can we all put this all together? Um, and especially like you're saying now with shipping and with finding recipients, like at the beginning, the challenge was definitely like getting the equipment. But now it's almost like we have tons of equipment that we've been able to collect, but it's just a matter of getting it to the right children. Um, and there's been a lot of challenges with COVID as well, because a lot of the NJTL sites, which are, um, if you don't know, they're like run by the USTA and they provide like free or low cost tennis programs for kids and, you know, after school and different underserved communities. But those were our main original donation sites. And a lot of them have shut down or reduce capacity or, you know, and so just naturally, like it was getting harder and harder to donate to those sites, which in a way was a good thing because it inspired us to start looking elsewhere and inspired our international work. Um, but with that came new challenges in terms of shipping. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like constantly like day to day, there's just different things that we have to focus on and different things that we have to kind of manage and figure out how to um how to kind of deal with and i think like again having um having said that i really think that at the end of the day having that end goal of like helping the kids is really what you know inspires us to keep going so in addition to needing donations of gently used equipment it sounds like you also need financial donations to cover shipping costs and things like that. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Um, so a big focus, like in the past month or two few months has definitely shifted a little bit towards fundraising. Um, if you would like to contribute to where all the money would be used for 
international shipping costs. Um, there's a button on our website on our donating page where you can, you know, contribute. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we just really want to be able to impact the kids who need it the most. And that's why kind of we feel like it's, you know, while there is shipping costs, it is kind of justified because it is really helping um, those who can really use it. Um, so, yeah. I'm trying to actually, I'm, I'm looking at your website um, and I was going to share the screen. Hang on one second and try and get to, um, to your donation page. Here we go. Uh, bear with me one second. There we go. So this is the donation page and you have, um, if you can at the top of the page where it says the black donating, just click right on the donating button. Yeah. Just click right there. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Monetary donation and it shows you right here, $50 will ship five pounds, a hundred dollars will ship 10 pounds, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's just a button to click to donate. Um, and then as we scroll down, we see the, the equipment that you guys are collecting and you can um, go back to the donation box locations and see there are 15 in California, Montana, Missouri, Utah, and you guys are, trying to, and I'm going to, let's see, get rid of that. I'm sorry. Um, you guys are expanding. You're trying to get team members across the country. If somebody is interested in becoming a team member and working with Second Serve, how does that work? How do they get in touch with you? And how, how do you screen applicants and make a decision if somebody's a right fit? Oh, yeah. So we actually have an application page on our website, too. Um, it's under the join our team page and it's like why you want to help second serve your age where you live things like that so if you are interested in joining our team we would absolutely love to have you um, you can just fill out the application on our website and we'll get back to you about doing a zoom call and learning more about you and what, why you want to help okay and i mean are there certain qualifications that you're looking for in team members i i suspect this takes a lot of time and so you need people that have the time to commit Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we definitely, I mean, like I said earlier, we, it is fully youth run. Ideally, we want, uh, you know, kids between the ages of 13 and 17, um, just because like at that age, you're mature enough and able to, you know, actually make good contributions. Um, but it also maintains the whole like youth run part of the organization. Sure. Um, obviously, you know, everyone on our team tennis is very dear to their hearts and a big part of, you know, who they are in their life. And so obviously we want people who are passionate about it because in turn that will help them also be passionate about, you know, spreading the sport. Um, and then also like, you know, in the application to be able to get to know you more and get, be able to get to know like how you feel that you can contribute to the team is something that is important. We have different levels of kind of positions, if that makes sense. So we have um, a second serve regional president, which is kind of like the most basic level position in which you are in charge of collecting and distributing donations within your own community. Um, we ask that you set up a certain number of donation boxes and we give you like a starter kit to get started. 
Um, and then beyond that, we have state presidents who take on a little bit more of a responsibility. So obviously, if you have more time, then um, that's kind of a you know bigger position in which you're kind of in charge of all the regional presidents within your state. Um, and after that, we have also separated our, com- our uh, organization into three big committees. So like each committee has a specific focus. Um, So we have a social media committee, like you mentioned earlier. We have a brand storytelling committee, which is kind of in charge of, you know, spreading the stories the kids were helping. And then finally, we have an events and fundraising committee. And so we have three like committee leads, which are kind of, you you know, with us, the three big leaders of the organization. And obviously they're the ones who, you know, are contributing the most time and effort. So definitely like, you know, we want other people to be a part of this because it's a really, really great platform for you to be able to give back to your community and for you to be able to make a difference. And, you know, we don't want to like, I know everyone's busy. Obviously we are super busy and, you know, we can definitely um, relate to that. But if you're able to, you know, just contribute if few hours a week, I mean, you know, one or two hours a week, that's all it, you know, really takes to be able to make a difference and do something like this. So definitely reach out to us if you would like to join our team and become a president, because we really feel that it will be really gratifying for you. And you also will be able to learn things that, you know, you you may not be able to learn otherwise. I mean, you're basically running your own chapter in your own city And so it's like definitely a big leadership position and you get to, you know, it's real world experience. For sure. And not to be crass, but there's resume value here for kids that are looking to, you know, enhance their college applications and, you know, have something to show that they are involved in their communities, that they are involved in their sport beyond just the on-court stuff, um, but that they are giving back and doing something for the greater good, you know, this is this is a great way to combine your love of the sport and community service. And especially now with the pandemic, I feel like so many young people especially feel very helpless at this time to do anything to make a difference. And so you're offering this opportunity for young people to get involved and do something that impacts people other than themselves. And I think that's a really positive message to spread. Yeah, for sure. I think like you were saying, I mean, the pandemic has really made us realize that the world is much bigger than ourselves and that, you know, it's, I mean, something that is literally impacting everyone around the whole world is going on right now. And so it's really encouraged both of us to look beyond just ourselves and, you know, realize that there's so many other people in other communities who are affected so much more by this. And so if we're able to help them, I think it's really worth it. So what's going to happen, Amani, when you graduate high school and go off to college? Um, I mean, I definitely still want to be involved in this. I think it's just a phenomenal cause. But obviously, we're going to have to have a new leader leading the organization. Um, I Is that Ayana? Ayana, are you stepping into Big Sister's <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, I mean, likely. I'm, obviously, she's young right now. So, you know, it's a 
big undertaking. But I think, you know, in the next year or two years, as, you know, she's continued to be more involved in everything, I think definitely she'll be mature enough and have the, you know, take responsibility to, you know, do what I do. But, you know, obviously, even after her, we really want this to be a lasting and like sustainable thing. And I think like, the fact that we have a big team is like gonna allow that to happen. I mean, hopefully, like, as like, you know, she graduates, then someone else can take leadership. And like, since it's a pretty, like, we have a model kind of ironed out, which is really good. And so like, since it's pretty simple in terms of like what our mission is, what we're trying to do and like how um, give back and continue to last beyond just me and Iona. So y'all have partners that are involved with you. Um, can you talk a little bit about your partners, how you connected with them and what they bring to the table for second serve? So, okay. <laughs> um, so, okay, most of our partners are obviously donation sites. Um, they're amazing programs that either, you know, have free or low cost tennis programs for children in these underserved communities. Um, obviously, they're doing the coaching, they're, you know, getting the group of kids together that um, need it, and they're providing a phenomenal community for them to be a part of. And so, without these partner organizations, the work that we do would become so much harder because, you know, there wouldn't be, you know, this already set or organized group of kids that we're able to help. So, I mean, definitely we work very closely with them in terms of, you know, what they need, how we can specifically help them. If there's anything, you know, besides the racket bag, shoes and clothes that we collect that would be beneficial to them. Um, and we definitely try to keep a relationship that way. Um, we have been able to make a lot of connections like very organically with these organizations. Um, I mean, you know, we've kind of, you know, looked it up, sent them emails, done the legwork, um, and also like through just networking from people we know and asking them, you know, would you be able to make an introduction or is there anyone you know that could benefit from this? Um, so in terms of like how that's happened, that's kind of, you know, been the path so far. Um, do you want to talk about like where they are and how many sites we have? Yeah, so um, we right now we're ha we have thirteen in international donation sites, um, and then around the U.S., everybody kind of has their well, most most of our team members have their own site that they donate to. Um, I think we're in about fourteen states now. So um, yeah, and then the international donation sites are in Argentina and India. Um, like I said earlier, Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, Rwanda. It's been like cool too, because some of the sites that we, we've like started donating to aren't like specifically tennis focused. So for example, um, a charity that my family has worked pretty close with in Ahmedabad, India, which is like our original hometown. Um, it's called Manasadna and they serve the children in the slums of India and in, in Ahmedabad. And so, um, it's mostly like a community center where they, you know, give them food and they give, you know, they have school and things like that. But we started off simply donating shoes to them. 
Um, but now they're actually interested in including tennis in their athletic program. Um, and so we sent them a tennis starter kit actually just this week from Utah, one of our, you know, second through president from Utah, um, collected like mini nets and foam balls and rackets and everything that they would kind of need to get started. Um, and then obviously they are kind of working over there to try to get a coach to help, you know, start the program. Um, and so it's been really cool because like, you know, without, with the program that obviously didn't have tennis before and for them to now implement tennis because of like what we're doing for them has been really, really special. That's really cool. Are y'all a 501c3? So we're in the process of making that happen. Um, we're currently like a mutual benefit nonprofit um, corporation in California, but obviously like for, you know, tax exempt purposes and for applying for grants yeah. and everything, we thought like now that the organization is bigger, that's definitely the right steps. Um, and you know, we kind of tried to do it on our own, but with our parents' help, obviously, but that was just, it was a lot and it was too much for us to understand. Um, so we've kind of gotten help from an attorney to help us do that process. And hopefully within the next few months, we will be officially. And that was my next question too, is are there adults involved? Um, are your parents involved kind of helping to oversee some of this or is this a hundred percent run by the teens? You can tell us um, about the board. Yeah. So we do have an amazing board that's been really helpful in guiding us through the um, like twists and turns of charity. Um, but our, our entire team is youth run. Most of the stuff is um, just me and Amani and the rest of our team. Um, but our board has been like super helpful in like the struggles and obstacles that we face. They like, advise us on what to do and what they think would be the best next steps and how to move forward with those. And your board is comprised of adults or? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, our parents kind of definitely wanted this to be our thing. They didn't want to be, I mean, my dad always says like, I could have done this all, you know, myself, but I want you guys to learn and I want you guys to go through it. And so um, they've kind of, you know, let it be, us. Um, but like Ayana was saying, we have a board that has like nine adults who are all very experienced either in, you know, tennis with their connections or within the charity space um, or, you know, business. And so all of them obviously having gone through and having like multitudes more experience than any of us have, um, you know, they've really been able to help us a lot in terms of how to move forward and like big picture um plan and strategy and things like that. One of the things that I keep thinking as I'm listening to the two of you talk about this is the connection between having success on a tennis court and having success starting and building an organization like what you're doing. And you keep talking about um, marketing and decision-making and tactics and strategy and, and all of these things that you use on a tennis court and you use in the real world, right? All of these different skills. Are you seeing any connection between the work you're doing with Second Serve and your success as tennis players? Um, yes, yeah, so I think like on the tennis court, a lot of the stuff that you learn, like the lessons that you learn can be like totally applicable in your life. 
um, like you learn perseverance and you know how to keep going even when times get hard. Um, so you learn a lot of lessons that definitely can be applicable to your life too. Um. I think for me, um, the biggest thing is like actually getting to lead this organization and have a whole team that, you know, I'm working with has made me a lot more confident as a person. Um, I think before doing all this, I was definitely not, I mean, I've just grown as a leader. And I think in turn, that definitely will help my tennis game in terms of like, you know, confidence and things on the court. Um, so, yeah. I think it's so interesting that you choose to call the people that work with you, your team, because we all know tennis is such an individual sport, right? It's you out there alone fighting against an opponent to win a match. And when you go to high school or when you go to college and you choose to pursue the team aspect of tennis, a lot of times it's a real shock to people because they're not used to having to work for the greater good as opposed to just their own benefit. Was it purposeful that you chose to call your, your team members team members as opposed to, I don't know what, uh, volunteers or helpers or yeah. ambassadors? So um, something that's been super, super cool is like a lot of us, obviously the tennis community is small and a lot of us used to, you know, compete against each other sure. and, you know, have battles on the court. And for example, like um, last week, three of our team members actually got featured on the news. They're from Orange County. Um, it's Sarah McCallum, Mika Ikamori, and Eliana Hanna. And they've all kind of grown up playing tennis together and going to the same tournaments, you know, playing each other a ton. And one of the things that um, was really special was that now instead of, you know, all competing against each other they're all working together towards something that's bigger than themselves and so I think like that in and of itself is like really really cool because again tennis is so individual it's all about yourself you have to be selfish and I think like getting to a point where you know you're not thinking about like competition and scarcity but you're thinking more about being grateful, being appreciative and more of a, like an abundance mindset has been a really um, like, you know, cool shift for us to see. And yeah. not only us, but also in all of our team members. Really cool. So let's just talk specifics one more time. If, if a young person wants to get involved and join your team as a team member, walk us through the steps real quick one more time. Okay, so you would probably go to our website at Second Serve Club. Um, and then under the Our Team tab, there should be a Join Our Team um, button, I guess. So you can just click that and it takes you straight to an application. Um, and then you can fill that out and we'll get it automatically. Yeah, right there. There it is. Um, and then we'll get that automatically and we'll probably email you back with um, the next steps, probably a Zoom call with me. Um, just to learn more about you and um, where you live and why you want to be a second president and how you can best help us. Um, and then we'll send you like posters and um, like how to get started. We'll send you like a welcome email. And then, yeah, we'll go from there, see how you can best help us. Great. And for the parents that are watching, listening, and the coaches that are watching and listening, if they want to make a donation, the best bet is, again, to go to your website and look at the donation locations, or they can also mail 
to their nearest donation location. Um, and if they want to make a financial donation, we showed you the place to do that on the secondserve.club website as well. And you guys are accepting equipment, shoes, balls, nets, everything. Um, I mean, definitely like rackets, clothes, um, shoes and tennis bags are kind of like the core of usually what we collect. Um, but recently there's been like with our donation sites, there's been a big demand for string. Um, a lot of them, you know, break string, but can't afford, you know, to buy a new string. Mm -hmm. Um, another big request has been a stringer. Um, a lot of, you know, again, these donation sites, especially in these international places, don't have access to electricity and don't have, you know, so a manual stringer, if anyone would have, that would be really helpful to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, jump ropes, cones, anything that orange dot balls, green dot balls, those are kind of things that are harder for us. Oh, mini nets, <laughs> like pickleball nets. Um, those are kind of things that have been harder for us to come across just because again, usually it's only like coaches or, you know, people who are really involved in the sport that would have those things. But um, those are kind of big things that our donation sites have specifically requested that could be really helpful. So let's just ask, you know, right here, right now, if any of you watching or listening are connected to a manufacturer and you have access to any of these pieces of equipment that these young women are requesting for Second Serve, please go on their website. It's secondserve.club and get in touch with them and let them know if you have a stringer uh, that you can donate, if you have nets or balls or rackets or bags or anything. Um, it doesn't have to be gently used. It can be brand new. They'll take it. Yeah. Um, you can also email us at secondserveclub at yahoo.com too. If, um, that's easier for you. All right. Hang on. Um, I'm typing that up. Uh, my email's going crazy here. Sorry. All right. Let me put your email up on the screen too. Here we go. There we go. Second serve club at yahoo.com. Um, if you have a donation that you'd like to make and it's something bigger than you can leave in a donation box at your local club, then please reach out to Amani and Ayana and let them know that you've got this and they will work with you to get it and get it in the hands of the kid, the kids who need it. Right. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Any last words you want to leave us with ladies? Um, <laughs> No, thank you so much for having us. This was so great. And, you know, we're really grateful for all your support and anything that you guys would maybe be able to do to help. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really all for the kids. And I think, again, like I was saying earlier, just for them to actually be able to get out and be able to play is something, you know, that we get to do all the time here, but we really take for granted sometimes. And so I think like, for them, I mean, no matter what's going on in their life, tennis can kind of be a safe space for them and a space for them to have a good time. Um, and so, you know, our goal is really to help facilitate that. Fantastic. And Parenting Aces is becoming a partner of Second Serve. So we're pleased about that. And um, if any of you 
uh, Parenting Aces community members are interested in getting involved, please reach out to me, Lisa, at ParentingAces.com. Or again, you can reach out to Ayana and Amani at SecondServeClub at Yahoo.com and get those donations coming, especially those of you whose kids have maybe graduated, have gone off to college. You've got gobs of tennis equipment sitting around your house. You don't know what to do with it. Second serve is what to do with it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time, ladies. I'll let you get back to your schoolwork. To my viewers, my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community. Thank <laughs> you.